Liat, do you remember episode 139 when we were talking with Emily Varon about her workbook, The Beating BCBA Burnout? She talked about the experience of sitting in someone's home for hours at a time and how much time you're wasting. Yeah. And what was her response that you should be doing with all that time? You should be up your data book's ass. Exactly. You need to be spending time digging into and analyzing the data in order to plan out how you're going to translate this into a report. When there are goals that haven't been worked on and parent training that hasn't been touched. Which is a shit ton of work, but totally necessary. It's a lesson most of us have learned the hard way. Well, guess what? We have a new sponsor for the ad. Our first sponsor, it is Twill, and they are all about making your data work for you. Instead of just sitting in the room for four hours, pouring through endless data points. You mean room. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Twill creates video highlight reels of sessions with technician annotations so you can be there for every important moment, even when you're not. Wait, what? This sounds amazing. I know. So today's episode is brought to you by Twill from Spectrum AI. Twill is the first true electronic health record built for today's modern ABA practices with enhanced supervision features for BCBAs and session management tools for RBTs. Twill simplifies data collection, automates documentation, and records your sessions through video with ease. If you want a better experience, better data, and better outcomes, you need to go to twill.co that is t-w-y-l-l dot c-o you can fill out a form and get a chance to win a goodie bag that will include one of our very own love you mean it bucket hats as well as a twill crossbody bag and a chance to get a shout out on our podcast go to twill.co that is t-w-y-l-l dot c-o it's behavior bitches Hey guys, it's Liat and Casey, and we are here with episode 148. Casey, what do you have for us today? All right, I always do a rhyme. I'm not sure if our guest knows this, but I do a rhyme that kind of gives like a little taste test or teaser to what the podcast is about. So episode 148, the Jewish dating guru is here to help Liat find a date. (laughs) (laughs) First of all, I'm proud of you, Case. It does rhyme. She's not great at rhyming. She usually does words. She'll be like heart and lion. They rhyme, don't they? Good job, Casey. Um, Thank you. Let's let's see what we could let's see what we could do here. Okay, before we get started with anything, you know we have to build ourselves up. So, Casey, what is our review of the day? All right. First off, thank you to anyone who has left a review. It means so much. So this is from Obacker19. Engaging, inspiring, and entertaining. So pumped I found Liat and Casey. The show is a must-listen if you're going through the process of deepening your ABA knowledge. But even if you're just casually interested in how behavioral analysis impacts everyday life and why we make the decisions we do, from a range of experts who've walked the walk, you'll love it. Highly recommend listening and subscribing. Appreciate you, Obacker19. You rock. Oh my gosh. Look who's here. It's the robot. He has to tell us what's on the episode today. Hold on. All right, I'll just scoot over here so you could do it. Hello. Today we will be covering variable schedules of reinforcement, motivating operations, replication that goes with repeatability, 
adaptation. I mean adaptation <laughs> trials to Criterion. Um, okay, so today's guest I'm super excited about, and for multiple reasons. And a lot of you guys, when we had, I, I know a lot of people were watching this show on Netflix as well. And I got a lot of commentary from people knowing that, you know, I'm an observant Jew. Like, Leah, have you heard about this show on Netflix? So I'm excited when anyone asks me these questions. First of all, I could refer them to this episode we're about to talk about. And just to have this person on, because I think it's very cool. So Casey, why don't you give us the lowdown on who I'm is on our show today? Be honored. So today's guest is Aliza Ben Shalom. She's an American-Israeli matchmaker, relationship coach, author, and reality television personality. She is prominently featured in the Netflix series Jewish Matchmaking, which follows her attempts at helping Jewish singles in the United States and Israel find love and get married. And there's a whole lot more about her, but welcome to the show, Aliza, and you can tell everyone more about you, and we're going to ask you some awesome questions. I am so happy to be here, and thank you for having me. And uh, the one thing that you should know, in addition to everything that you already know, and if you haven't watched the show, you got to go watch Jewish Matchmaking on Netflix, yep. is that this summer, our awesome dog that we brought to Israel with us just had six puppies. What? So now oh we have dogs. <laughs> temporarily, are, temporarily. Are you going to keep all them? No, we're going to maybe keep one. And then we have to give one to the daddy side. Um, and then, you know. Oh, yeah. Yeah, what kind of dog is it? So she's an Aussie doodle and she was mixed oh. with a Yorkie. And they're just, I mean, ador mini, mini, adorable, like colorful oh. brown and black and white. And so they don't shed. They don't shed. Oh my gosh. Wait, I am this is like a new mix. Well, Aussie doodle and Australian shepherd. No, Aussie doodle is like the most beautiful. The but they're mixed with poodle, right? And they're the most beautiful. But when you mix with a poodle, you get like the non-shedding version. And then... We in Israel, besides our Aussie doodle, there's all kinds of doodles, but there was only like a, a standard or a bigger size one, and she's mini. So we can't mix her with anybody that's too big. And uh, we found this gorgeous Yorkie who looks just like her. They're like twins. And I was like, I, I, I made the it. shit up. I made the match. It's I'm a really good does this, does it, Yeah, that, this this is a match. Anyone not knowing shidduch means it is a match. Yeah. Right. Yeah. That's, what's that? What is the actual like root of the word? I mean, Hidduch. I actually think it's not from Hebrew. I think it's from um, Arabic. But really? It's 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 yeah. It's a shot and making a match. Yeah. But I made the match. She has. She, it was gorgeous. It's. it's, it's I feel amazing. like it'd be easier making dog matches than human matches. I'm going into <laughs> canine matchmaking. I'm done with people. That's it. I, yeah. No, no complication. It's fabulous. I, I, I love, love it. it. I love it. Amazing. That is what you said. And you have on here, which I'm sure is an important part to who you are, that you are a wife and loving mother of five children. And it said one adorable dog, which now you have seven adorable dogs. Well, it's one adorable dog with six puppies. They don't, they're like this big. They're the size of both my hands together right well, now. How big and will they get? They doubled it in size. They were the size of one palm oh and another two. <laughs> they're Wait, about that's the best. four weeks old. They're, they're, it's they're so stinking cute. I don't know what to do with them. I just want to look at them all day. Wait, this actually this is off topic, and I know we're on a time limit here. But when I was in Israel for the year, there was this dog walking around, which was like this in my neighborhood that I was living in, and it was like a mastiff, and I, it it was a mastiff, but like so, and Ooh. I was like, this has to be an expensive dog. Like, but it was just walking around, and I was like, I found this dog. It's mine. 
blah, blah, blah. I'm so excited. I brought it into like my dorm, my seminary. And I was like, oh my God, I have this pet here. Anyways, it ended up being someone else's. But I remember just being like stoked I, <laughs> because I had not seen these like designer dogs in Israel at the time. Right, right. They didn't. So they, it was like, I just know. found this like. <laughs> you have to import them. They don't, they don't really, they don't, they're not here from here. <laughs> right. We brought but, her with us when we came two and a half years ago. So you made Aliyah, guys, which means that she moved to Israel. You made Aliyah, I'm assuming? Yes. We made Aliyah uh, March of 2021, right? A year into the pandemic. Wow. Wow. Amazing. Okay. So let's jump right into it today. I'm so, I keep saying it, but I really am so excited. So matchmaking, first of all, I have to tell you something, which I love setting people up. I good. So I love setting people up. I've had one successful couple who got married and i i had this thing at one point that i was like i am setting up jewish couples i am determined to get jewish couples to meet one another okay let's and hire then, you <laughs> and then, then in life got busy i mean in the interim i i mean life got busy i got married years later but i was always into like i just love setting people up so i this is so cool that this is what you do well, it's funny. I was listening to your podcast, Aliza, the uh, the Yenta podcast. Yes. And I didn't, I've never heard that word. I mean, I learn a lot of my Jewish stuff through Leah. I'm clearly not Jewish, but um, I listened to the first episode about the different types of Yentas. And I texted Leah immediately. I'm like, oh my God, you're the biggest <laughs> Yenta I know. And you are definitely the like matchmaking connector one. Because I know there's like three of you and you're kind of all a little bit different. But like, Every second, there is a new... It's not even just dating with you, Leah. It's like just anyone. You're like, oh, I'll connect you with this person. And then I have like five women texting me that have fertility issues. Like, And I'm like, I don't know who these people are. (laughs) That's a matchmaker. She's just throwing people together. I I like to connect. Yeah. Yeah. But but now the matchmaker needs help. But (laughs) we'll get there. Okay. So I just want to know when you're setting people up. Yeah. First of all, what would you say are the main things you're looking for? Like from the get-go or something that you could be like, this is a hard no that it's not going to work. What are you looking at from the get-go to be like, this may work? So I'm looking for compatibility. Everybody says opposites attract and that's nice, but it's hard to stay married. Men mm. and women were different enough. So if you, were, <laughs> you don't need anything more opposite than that. Everything else we need to be as I'm going to call it matchy matchy as possible, uh, where we will obviously naturally have things that are different about us, but we need to find more similarities. So similarities in life goals and life vision, similarities in uh, religious connection or or non-connection, if so be it. Um, it could be location. It can be uh, that we, un- you know, job wise, I don't have to know who you are, understand what you do. That's okay. We can have different jobs, but who I want to become in life and the partner yeah. that I want to do it with has to be in alignment. So that's where I would start as a baseline. All right. And when you're, when you're doing this, I want to know how often there's barriers such as, I mean, now I, I feel like more trending that people actually talk about attachment styles, uh, learning yes. histories. Um, you know, relationship, uh, you know, histories that they've been around, potentially their family. Um, how often does that come up as a barrier? So attachment styles is a very big thing. There's a book called Attached and it talks about 
somebody who's secure or avoidant or anxious. Anxious. And right. And it's it really has a large play in a relationship. So if I'm secure and you're anxious and you're texting me 47 times a day, I'm like, what's going on? <laughs> like, what, <laughs> ben, what do you need from me? Like, you need my reassurance. And even if I give you reassurance all day long, tomorrow you're probably still going to do the same thing again because it actually doesn't have anything to do with me. It has to do with okay. you. Now, because somebody would, if they were anxious and I was secure, I would probably calm them down over time because they have no reason to be anxious because they see that I'm responsive and I'm invested because I'm secure and I give them a good foundation of everything that needs to be. But if they were dating somebody who was avoidant and like, you know, they're texting and they answer one out of every five texts and they answer it five hours later instead of 10 minutes later and right, that's going to just trigger them and it's going to raise their level of anxiety and stress to a much higher degree. So talking about attachment styles, personality styles, uh, there's a lot of different things that we are trying to combine to get that sweet spot and that fit between two people. Yeah. I mean, I don't know now it's, you know, I'm in a very different side of dating now that, I mean, I'm divorced. I have a beautiful little boy, Kobe, um, but I... I feel like I'm seeing this more and I don't know if and this is true or not, but like I don't know if it's like I feel like what is obviously you're not getting first picks of the pile when you're get dating later on in life. It's just like mathematically. I think you're, I, you're getting second time around or you're not, getting not maybe second time around, like maybe they like they had some sort of, you know, commitment issues, something. whatever it is. Like there's just like they carry more Pedlach, as we say, or, you know, Casey, which would be like baggage. Baggage. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I-, I caught on. <laughs> <laughs> She's got the and So what I'm seeing a lot of that just with different people, either like, like petrified of relationships or, you know, not sure if that's really what they want. And I feel like I'm seeing a whole nother light now dating at 33 than when I was dating at what 21 mm-hmm. or whatever right. year so I, I see a lot of it welcome uh, to the other side of matchmaking <laughs> I know and then okay so I know like in the so I, I think people might find it interesting if you tell them a little bit about like the process of Jewish matchmaking because um it's not necessarily just like the show, maybe like a little bit into what more religious matchmaking does look like. Okay. So it looks nothing like what you saw on the show. What you saw on the show is Jewish matchmaking principles applied to dating in mostly the secular world. There was one religious couple. There were some traditional singles on the show as well. But what you saw was mostly principles based in Judaism and modified for the secular and the modern world. In religious matchmaking traditionally, so first of all, we can go way back and say it was more of an arranged marriage and it was a setup and you would have, um, you know, kind of like 
the the guy and the girl and they'd come and they'd meet and I'm, I'm gonna even call the boy and the girl they're so young they're sometimes <laughs> 16, could be 16 17 18 and they would meet in the living room of one of the parents homes and the parents would be on the side and they would have about an hour to discuss and the parents would say you know this works with our family and we think this is a good match for these reasons and and as long as they had a meeting and the meeting was okay not amazing not over the moon just okay like it wasn't a hard no then they say okay great let's make an engagement party. And they'd make an engagement and then they'd make a wedding. And that was traditional Jewish matchmaking. And it was either the parents that were the matchmakers or they brought a matchmaker in from the community and said, tell us which family and and which one's going to match for us. And they set it up like that. And it would happen very rapidly. Now I'm giving you an extreme case of um, an arranged marriage, which is not something that we see as much of today in the modern world, but it still exists in the Jewish world and also Christian, Hindu, Muslim. Like it is still happening in the world. Arranged marriages are not erased from the world. It's not, it's just not on television because those types of people don't even own a television. <laughs> so um, that's kind of how it has been in the more modern religious world. Not, not, I'm not going to get religiously, but like, a little bit more modern than what I just described. Uh, there's traditionally a matchmaker. People have um, a dating resume, they call it. Like you have a, a business resume, they have a dating resume. Um, in Indian matchmaking, the show, they called it a bio or bio data. In, in Judaism, we call it a resume. And it has your dating credentials. Doesn't usually or didn't used to have a photo. It literally had your information, how old you are, where you went to school, who your family is, including who your brothers and sisters might be married to, if any of them are married, what families they come from. And then it's going to have a list of references. And, and like your it. lineage also, like if you're connected to like a big rabbi or something, they may want to know. And that's it. And that's that's all the data you get on that resume. And then you do your research. You call the references. You see if it makes sense. And before you set the couple up on a date, you're making reference checks and reference calls and people are giving thumbs up or thumbs down based on that. And then you do send the couple out on a date, a real date. Usually it's like a hotel date. So all over Israel, but especially in Jerusalem, if you go into Don't get all excited, Casey. She's thinking that they're like going to a hotel room. (laughs) You saw my hand. That's okay, fun. it goes like this. They <laughs> enter the hotel. They sit in the lobby. If they're lucky, they have a drink together. If not, oh. they sit there. They have a conversation. Like if you go into Jerusalem and you go into hotel lobbies. You'll see it everywhere. We're having hotel lobby dates. And they talk to each other and they see if there's a connection. And if it works, they do it again. <laughs> and if it works, and 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 if it works, mostly in the this uh, more not arranged marriage, but the next step down, they're going to date about 10 times. Mm-hmm. And at time 10, they will have chosen, like, we're moving ahead, we're getting engaged. So somewhere around one, two, three is like, I like you. Four, five, six is like, wow, I think you could be my person. Seven, eight, nine, ten 10 is like, okay, let's talk to the families. We're making wedding plans. And 10 is like, we're going to get engaged after that. And we will sped up process over here. That's it. <laughs> and then in somewhere between, you know, two to three months, they get married, something like that. So they could date for a month and, you know, get married two or three months. They could, within three months, four months, they can be married sometimes sooner. Mm-hmm. Well, also, just we're behaviorist here. So mm-hmm. there's also reasons they have MOs that we call it motivating operations as to why it would want to be sooner. So I think that it'd be interesting kind of to touch on um, the religious dating and the idea of being Shomer Nagia. 
or refraining from touch because I think that definitely plays, you know, first of all, I mean, I think it actually, I mean, I think it's very difficult, but it, it does make sense when people are meeting and not basing it at all on physical right. touch. But you could talk more about that. Okay. So first of all, I would say that physical touch is not the main or the only reason. The main reason that people are getting engaged and getting married so quickly is because the only purpose in dating is to get married. So their entire goal is that we will date, we will figure this out, and we will get married. And because they're not touching during that period, which I'm glad you brought that up, um, it's a significant part of the process. Can you imagine dating? Like, ooh, go into your dating world. And you are not touching. So what are you doing? You're talking. You're learning about them. You're connecting with them on date one, on date two. If you're lucky and you still like them on date three, while you still like them and you haven't touched them, now you go out on date four, on date five. Now I've had no physical contact with you. If I like you, I And we're like talking none. You. We're talking like you're not high-fiving them, your knee's not touching against theirs. Like, nothing, like, zero, yeah. no handshake, no hug, no nothing, nothing, nothing. Zero physical contact. By date five, if I still wanna go out on a date six, I know I like you as a human being and I have so much information. Think about all the hours and the time that we spent together. We didn't go to the movies. We we actually talked and were marriage-minded. So what are we speaking about? How we want to raise a family and where we want to live and how many children we want to have and what kind of school we want to send them to and what kind of a future we want to build together and what kind of a family our family is versus your family and our customs versus your customs. And we're only talking about Tachlis, as they call it, real stuff that's actually important. So by the end of five dates, six dates, seven dates, if you're not talking about nonsense and you're not just having fun and you're not just dating for the sake of dating, what more do you need to know, right? The only thing that you actually need is more time to see that who you think you're dating is really who you're dating and and have the repetition of of and the confidence to know like over and over again, the same thing, the same behavior, good. Now I have confidence in who you are because I've seen it multiple times, but people make that decision within 10 dates. Casey, this is what we call in our science repeatability, right? Like if you're seeing just, the same- I just wrote it down. I wrote it down too. Because <laughs> what we, we talked I'm about like- it down three. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, write it down. No, it, like anytime that you're doing like any sort of research study, you're like, okay, I see that every time, like you're you're gonna believe something more, right? You're gonna trust your findings more if you if it ha like if you see it over and over. So if this person is consistently kind to like elderly people or consistently Correct. nice to the waiting staff, it's like, okay, I, I'm I'm gonna believe this is true. It's not just as like, hey, on the first time you're coming to see me and whatever it is, just right? Kinda... And some people also anybody who has anxiety, depression, or something else that's uh, imbalanced and and not giving them the best read on people, they can't do it in 10 dates, even in this type of community. And I often beg and plead with the singles themselves and the parents, please give them more time, 15 dates, 20 dates. We have to extend the timeline. And sometimes it needs to be doubled or more than doubled mm -hmm. because they're not able to make a good decision so quickly. And so we want to slow the process down and give their brain more time and their body more time to adjust to the person that's in front of them. Especially if they're younger. Yes. Don't forget, today's episode is sponsored by Twill by Spectrum AI. All right. So TLDR or Too Long Didn't Listen, right? It's usually TLDR, Too Long Didn't Read, Too Long Didn't Listen. The cool things about Twill, I'm going to summarize it for you right here. 
It's the idea and amazingness that you could review session video anywhere at any time. So if you're not able to be there, you could check in what happened at a session, which I'm sure all of you know, it's hard to be everywhere at once. You can use the videos to enhance the RBT and parent training. Again, you're seeing what's happening. You're able to be there and give that feedback. You can complete inline edits for programming on the fly, which is amazing, meaning you don't take it all home so that you have to make programming later. You can do it on the spot, generate reports at the click of a button. That sounds amazing. And making in-session session management and data collection as easy as possible for technicians. Maybe this will help us have happy technicians who stay around longer and love doing what they do. It's all these little things to make life easier and make people love their jobs. So go check out Twill. Because we have people learning on this podcast also for the test, that's why I drop in these behavior words, not to be like, but I love I'm them. Any. No, I want yeah, it's, 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 it's interesting. It's just like it's, I yeah, want it's, all it's, the language. <laughs> I mean, it's it's why everything we do, it's it's adaptation. So like the same idea, like when you move to a city and you like, let's say you first moved to Tel Aviv and you've been living in like, I forget which city you said. And you're like, oh, my God, I can't sleep at night. It's so loud over here. Like the, the cars, the honking, the this, the that you adapt over time. So the same thing is kind of like that exposure and like maybe being around this person that you're not just sitting there with nerves. You're, you're more comfortable. You're actually able to be yourself and, you know, talk from a, a place that is more truly you. And so that that's how we'd explain that. Behaviorally. I want to take this test and I want to study for all of this. What are we if doing? You, I, I'll, I'll get you. Exams. We've got I'll, you. <laughs> I'll get you to pass the test. If you find me a match, <laughs> I will get you to pass this test backward, forward. Wait, what can I become? What am I becoming? A board, a board certified, certified behavior, behavior analyst. analyst. Woo! Mm-hmm. Okay, I'm in. <laughs> Let's go. I mean, behavior is important for everything. Dating, uh-huh. life, you know. I am so all about it. All about it. And also seeing patterns. I'm also a pattern-seeking person. So, like, I identify things, and and as I see patterns and I see them repeated, I'm like, ooh, red flag, red flag, red flag, or, like, green flag, oh, we're good. We're, stop worrying. Your anxiety can go away. This is good. You consistently see repeated behaviors. This is incredible. We know there's consistency. Yep. It's, it's, it's reliable. That's what we call it. Reliable. That is just happening over and over. Love it. Okay. So now going back to the show. How real or how accurate is the portrayal of the people on the show yeah they are who they are (laughs) they are i am who i am and they are all who they are you listen you don't see the full picture you see the snapshot of who they are but at the core that's who they are with fun loving play this that and the other um and and depth i just want to say you see more of the surface level things from people and you don't see the true depth but the types of personalities and things that you're seeing they act they accurately represented people and all the people on the show said no that was me that was me i felt so is is there like a tryout process for the show and you you interview and do all that like look at their resume and all that stuff yes Yes, wow. yes, they go through everything and they have to not just pass my test. They have to pass Netflix and oh. IP, the production company. Yeah. yeah, you have to pass their test too. So obviously just being in, you know, Jewish geography, now I know a friend of mine's husband's sister is now dating, who is it, Ori? Yeah, Ari. Ori. And I was like, oh my gosh, maybe he's, not like he's on the show or maybe there's a deeper side to him 
No, there's always a deeper, for sure there's always a deeper side, but he is very lighthearted and playful and jokey. Like that's his, like at the core, that's who he is. Of course there's depth to who he is, but like that's how he represents himself and he has a good time and um, and I did hear he was dating somebody, so that's funny that you, <laughs> you have of the Of course she knows. Yenda, as she says. <laughs> it's, listen, you know what? It's it's not like you try the Yenda. When you're naturally in, like, the Jewish world, Casey, she is, <laughs> like, so good. Like, <laughs> Casey, yes, yeah, she is, like, she, Casey, by the way, lives in New Hampshire. I live okay. in Dallas and like this growing Jewish community. There's, like, yeshiva over here. My dad's involved you in all the different things. Dallas sometime in the future i think i'll be moving you're i think you're on wait i'm going so yeah but not until january it looks like well i'll be there because i'm moving there in september so we okay, should all, so we're all gonna meet in january when i'm, I'm in town for like 24 hours what are you here for uh i'm doing a world tour and i'm doing a live matchmaking show program like i literally come in i talk a little bit about the show i talk a little bit about me judaism stuff and then we literally bring bring up singles that are that i've never met and they come on stage and then i train the audience how to be matchmakers and then we do matchmaking boom on the spot so i have to tell you let me let me well yeah, i have to go your, no i'll, I'll go for sure i what? actually i wanted to go on the cruise but it's at the wrong time for me uh, there's another cruise coming up in miami you want to come? That makes more sense. Like the idea January. for me, like traveling to Haifa to. No, no, January. We're in January. You want to come in January? Wait, I'll send you yes. <laughs> Wait, Do I, it. Yes. Yes. Okay. But also, let me tell you something. This is my problem. People are like, Liat, why aren't you dating? Okay. I live in Dallas and I don't know if you're coming here to do like just Jews in general, but I'm a modern Orthodox Jew, right? Like I keep Shabbat, keep kosher. People are petrified by that. Number yeah. one. Like they're like, no, I definitely don't want someone who's observant. <laughs> like, like, they, like they. I mean, I appreciate the honesty, you know. Um, I literally think that scares someone away more than being like, I have a child. Wow. Um, I think you're right. No, I, I mean, mean it is like if, if that's not your lifestyle, I get it. Yeah, I mean, not it's your literally it's different. It's right? literally like being Amish. It's like, wait, what do you mean? Like, what do you mean you're not on your phone? What do you mean, like? Wait, it's so taken me a long time to get used to it. Like when I first met her five years ago and came out for just like Sukkot or Sukkot or anything <laughs> like those, I'm like, why are we sitting in this hut with like, like random paper decorations? Are you guys like literally crazy? Like, has your dad lost it? Like, this is like, like they're making like arts and crafts in this hut and they're all sitting out there. And I'm for like a week. I'm like, what is going on? So on the outside, yeah. I'm like, no, I mean, Casey, now I love it. I love it now. I'm like, because this is like, oh my God, a break. But you she loves working away. with me because I annoy her. I don't bother her on Friday night to Saturday. She like, no, my she's favorite not going to get 24 one hour period. Weekend. She actually has a weekend because of you. <laughs> <laughs> but is there adorable? Like, what does one do? Because like, yeah. I know that everyone naturally, I think whether you're either in the Jewish dating world or not, they're like, no, there's no one in my city, right? Yeah. Like, I moved to Dallas once I, you know, I was married, like setting up a life here. Obviously, things didn't turn out the the way as expected. I yeah. never thought this would be me in this statistic, but here I am. Yeah. Like, what does someone like myself do? <clears throat> because my Judaism is very important to me and like just a, like a big identifying part of who I am. But, and I don't, and I also, 
I want someone that I could grow with. I don't necessarily want to be like trying to bring like you don't want to force someone into this. Like they either they're interested in it. Oh, or they're not. They're, no, they have to like, want it for themselves. They can't do it for you. Are you bound to Dallas? Do you need to be there because of your family and child? So family. Yes. And I have this company here and everyone's moving here. I have a beautiful life here. Like I I I have a Great. lot to so he's offer. Coming to Dallas. Great. So I, I I'm asking yeah, yes, so, so I am. So you need to probably do virtual online dating. You need to expand your network, but look in smart places like Arizona. Great. It's, you know, not so far. We can, you know, ship somebody over. And I would tell you probably don't choose like big, big city people. Like try not to go for LA, Miami, New York because they're, they're not going to want it. LA, yeah. Miami, New York. Like that's just where they are. But, you know, New Hampshire, yeah, sure, we can shut somebody out as long as they... I, <laughs> there's I don't a ton think, of them here, let I, me tell I, you. Literally, I don't think there's a Jew to be seen in New Hampshire. It's funny, though, my <laughs> old boss was Jewish. There's got to be a Chabad. There's always Chabad. <laughs> Every... Actually, there's a... No, it's Greek Orthodox. It's not Jewish. Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> That's different. <laughs> totally different. Uh, no, but I would say, look, also in kind of like the middle states, you know, even like Kansas City, Mississippi, you know, like try to look in places that aren't main cities and start dating a little bit online. If you're involved with Chabad, connect with other... Date Chabad. online where? That's what I need to know. I mean, honestly... There's Meta these- Chabad. That's a that's that's a website. She doesn't know this, Casey. No, I don't. I'm like she's on J. Listen, like she's never gonna find anyone on J. Oh, you got. Also, I met my last husband on J. Swipe, so it's a little like I have a learning history. Not that I'm scared, and you know what? Anything, any site can be your matchmaker. Any site. That's what I. No, I mean honestly, I have to say, and everyone listening, I'm like on this podcast. I'm usually a scientist for them. I might sound a little mentalistic to anyone listening, but I truly believe like everything is from God. So like. Who I met was who I needed at the time. I have literally the most perfect child. Like whoever gets him, who gets me as a bonus to him is so lucky. But I do think that different apps have different, like the people on these apps, like Locks Club. Oh, there's like, yeah, there's a bunch of things. Okay. We just have to find the right one for you. So I would say you could go on apps. You can also go on social media, whether it's Facebook, Instagram, there's a whole bunch of dating. There's a dating scene out there. And when you plug yourself into that dating scene, you can be your own matchmaker since you like to be a yenta and you want to yes, be a matchmaker. No, not can... for myself, though. All right, Casey, you got to get on this. Can we train not, you? Uh, yes, 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 yes. We're going to train I'll be the, I'll do the pre-interviews like I do for any like person See? we hire. That's what, we need. That's what a matchmaker does. They do I'm the like, pre- I know everything about her, so I can get I know, into I the good, you, the like, bad. I'm... Yeah, I'm going on a first date with them before you do. Like, I'll mm-hmm. get to know them. I get to date everybody. <laughs> yep. <laughs> It'll be fun. Wait, okay, so now I just need to know one thing. First of all, I don't know. I mean, whatever you have for a consultation, I would love if you do. Do you ever offer one-on-one consults? I mm-hmm. do. Everything's on my website. I've been there, and I did all there. my research. I'll, I'll head over there. Casey does the research. I don't usually <laughs> do the research. But I want to know. So also, anyone listening... In behavior, we also talk about trials to criterion. When we are working with a, a, a any target behavior with a client, right? So let's say the goal is like, we want them to be able to write their names. We want to know like how many trials it takes for them to be able to do it or what's our criteria that we set. They need to write their name independently three times. But in Judaism, there's actually, and correct me at which part, there is something that has been, that is said that if you set up three successful matches, <laughs> can you help me get the exact? I have to tell you. 
people say it is known, and it's not just in Judaism, there's other faith-based religions that believe this also, that um, get three people married, you know, like set up three successful couples and get them married, and you have a great place in heaven. That's like the la, that's all you got to do. Now, I have to tell you, I've been, because I'm a researcher, Casey, you and I are a little bit Mm -hmm. similar there. I'm like the I can't find the source in Judaism. So if there's somebody, anybody listening who knows somebody who has like the source, don't tell me you heard it. I don't want to hear where you are. I want to know where you heard it. I want to see physical documentation. The documentation in this line, it says such and so. Not just like you haven't found it in any any of the. No, sir. I've asked a lot of rabbis. I've asked a lot of learned people in Judaism and Torah, and I have not found it. But it is not just a Jewish thing. Actually, there are a lot of faith-based people that believe this. And and I think it just goes to show you how important we all believe it is to set people up. We believe it is the greatest thing that you can do in the world. It gives you a, a key to, to heaven, Right. That that's how much we believe that this is uh, the greatest deed that you could ever do. So I think that it's significant that so many people believe something where we don't have a source for it or that I haven't yet found, which I'm going to keep talking about it on podcasts until somebody goes, oh, he's out. We we have some researchers here. I don't know how many people like necessarily, you know, religious Jews we have, but that's okay. My next door neighbor, I'm going to ask Rabbi Kaufman. I mean, I don't I also. I'd be curious to see if it's written anywhere else, you know, a Hindu, Another Muslim, Christian yeah. scripture. Yeah, let tell me other scriptures. Let's see. But I'd like to know in Judaism where but, it is. But so if it, what, if it is written, if it is written somewhere, have you met your criteria? I mean, I've made over, <laughs> I've helped over 200 people to get to the chuppah, to get married, to get down there. Okay, so, so wow. Can you, I, give us we, seats? You know, Can you give us seats in heaven then? No, so that, okay, so this, okay, there's a rabbi I work with. His name is Rabbi Yisrael Bernath. He's known as the love rabbi. He had a show, Kosher Love, in Canada. And he's like, Elisa, I got an idea. Here's what we're going to do. We're going to start auctioning off, you know, all of the matches because he's also made about 200 matches. And and we're going to start like three by three. We're going to auction them off. And then we'll use the money that we raise and we'll help more people to get married. But then they can all have their, like, I only need three. So I'll keep three and you guys, I'll dole oh, out the cool. Rest. Yeah, that's a great idea. So, so we have we have an idea to do that. The only problem is that there's no source for it. To be <laughs> I'm gonna find it. I'm gonna find it. If you find me a source, I'm telling you we are gonna. I mean, I feel like it's no, but I also feel like I've heard it like spoken about in actual, not just yes. like room. I feel like like in like Jewish huh? classes I've been to and stuff. Yes, they everybody right? talks about it like it is the golden rule. Like there, it's find it for me. Find it. <laughs> You're on okay, it. Okay, fine, on it. On I it. need it. I need it. This is like research. You got to have good. <laughs> we we got to back up our sources. Yeah, you got to yeah, your back up our sources. Okay. I love it. Is there a season two? We're waiting to hear. So everybody pray. Even yes. if you don't believe in anything. Pray anything. <laughs> <laughs> I'm such a goy. Is that what it is? A goy? She's such a goy. She walks into the, she comes to like the pizza shop, which is like the classic like kosher pizza shop here. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, like, it's like you take whatever flavor they have or like whatever yeah. topping they have, because like you just take what you get. You get what you get. <laughs> you don't and you get, don't upset. get upset. Yeah. And they're like, what did they say, Casey? Oh, oh they're I like, yeah, the oven's opened... not ready yet. Yeah, because was, it was like Shabbat was ending and they, they were opening late. Right? Yeah, Shabbat had and ended. Like, and, and Casey, they're like, yeah, the ovens aren't warm yet, whatever. She's like, what'd you say? It was like, yeah, I know. I'm yeah, I know I'm J- Jewish or yeah, I know. And it was like. I don't know. 
Something just she so, was like, like trying to prove, like, yeah, 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 I got it. Like, I know the <laughs> <It's> rules. Like... <laughs> I mean, I find no, the I... whole religion fascinating. I really do. I think it's, it's something. I'm I, I'm not religious. I mean, I grew up Christian, but not practicing anymore. But whenever like, I'm around Liat and her family and the traditions and the, yeah. you know, just the, like you always tell me, like something that it's bigger than you, right? Something that's bigger than you out there. Um, like she always says, everything is planned by God, and it's such a cool faith. Um, and yeah. I love all the traditions and the fact that you and the community. Casey likes the community. community. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's the best. It's like the they just and walk into people's houses like it's no big deal. Like it's yeah, open yeah. Door. It's just like come over. Like my, my house has revolving doors. It's like in my family, it's like you call a week ahead. Yeah, no, no, we're like very closed off. We don't even need an hour ahead. It's just like hi. I'm like oh hi. Who's this? I'm like no, no, that's not mine. That's the other. One. My kids. No, actually, none of my kids are here. I don't know. These are not my kids. <laughs> no, I that's absolutely exactly love it. it. When I'm there, I'm like, I feel like just so like life like in you. And when yeah. you're like not part of that, you're like so but kind of lonely. Yeah. Yeah. No, but not... now you're gonna be with me. <laughs> I'll be there in two weeks, less than two weeks. And That's she creates today. Casey creates diversity in the neighborhood. You know, they they're like, <laughs> Oh my god, tattoos, what are those? Like my nieces are like, cool. Oh my god, look at my arm. I've got a cat. <laughs> I've got <laughs> I'm very excited also because if the lights off or the oven's off on Shabbat, you can oh, help out. <laughs> trust me. Oh, she's like the community. I learned boy. the rules now. I used to be like so confused. I'd be like, I just wish that you know, I had some uh, air in my bedroom. It might be on the ceiling. And I would get, I'm really gullible. So it took me a while to catch on. I'd be like, <laughs> what? What do you mean? Because you can't ask directly. Um, and now I'm like, oh, I get it. Now she's well trained. I don't even have to oh, ask. Uh-huh. That's cute. Well, wow. well, I can't wait to meet you in January. We're going to have fun. But- He's here. We're going to get this up. I mean, I'll go as I'm not going to go up there and marry. We have, but... we have Jewish people, non-Jewish people. You know, everybody goes. No, Casey's our... my wingman. I have to have her there. Oh yeah, of I'll course. I build you up. Yeah, I'm your I'm your hype girl. Love it, Aliza. You're amazing. Thank you so much for taking time. I know you're super busy, and it meant so much to us that we were able to get this. When done. you said yes, we were stoked. Yeah, like Thank jumping you. around. Yes. <laughs> I was like, oh my god. <laughs> I want all your behavior terms. So do you guys have like a glossary or something? Because I need I'll it. send you it. I'll yeah? send you it. Yeah. Okay. We do have a whole glossary. Well, I'll send I, you also, it. I, I could tell you like all the terms in relation to dating and all that. We yes. Have, yeah. I, like, you I, don't, I, you I, don't need to learn all of it, but I'll teach you like, like there's some things that are just like make so much sense when talking about dating or well, meeting Send someone. me more stuff. Like I love this stuff. And if yeah, I you do a whole course and I could just take a test and pass, then I would be, you know. On with oh, you well, our course is fun. You'd never be bored. Whatever, whatever you want, we got for you. Listen, you set me up. I'll give you whatever you want. <laughs> Anything. <laughs> I love it. I'm in. This All is right, so, Lisa. You guys are thank fantastic. you. Thank We're going to put in the show notes everywhere you can find her, her podcast, her website, um, and everything. It's a very well thought out website, easy to navigate. I loved it. Um, we judge I, websites. I run our website. Our oh, it's yeah. going to actually get better. We're in the process of even bumping it up and making it even better. We're very um, judgmental Casey. on websites. So hearing that from us is nice. Good job, Casey. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All right. Thank you so much, Aliza. You guys, you heard it here now. And hopefully that answers all your questions. Whatever people ask me about the Jewish. Now I just need to do one like on Shabbat and that I can't like ride rollerblades on the back of their car just to explain all that. But that will be another episode. (laughs) And with that, you guys know where to find us. You can find us 
on Instagram, Behavior Bitches Podcast. You can find us on Facebook, Behavior Bitches Podcast. You could go to our website, behaviorbitches.com. If you have a topic you want us to speak about or a guest or you are that guest or you want to say something nice to us, you could always do that. And you know I love to put a desperate plea out there for you to go leave five-star reviews. If you have something nice to say, say it. If you don't have anything nice to say, don't say it. That's all. (laughs) Go to the Apple Podcast Store. I'm determined to get us to 2,500 reviews. We're almost at 2,000, so we're not too far. I know. That's why I'm I'm there for I got to go put a review. I'm going to go put a review. Yeah, please, please, please. As always, love ya. Mean it. Hey guys, it's Liat and Casey. We just want to take a second to let you know that if you're thinking of being a millennial like us and starting your own podcast, there is a way. You can do your show without having to become an audio editing and production wizard, because guess what? We don't know shit with that. But we have Alan at Pretty Easy Podcast who help us get started. He records our shows. He posts them. He adds awesome, awesome music and cool shit when we don't even know what he's doing. He sends us teaser episodes. He does it all. We just sit here and friggin' talk. We shoot the shit and you can record from home, your office, the park, a bathroom stall at work. It doesn't matter. He provides a complete podcast studio. All you need is a microphone and you're good. Alan caters to your schedule and gives you a producer for your show at your beck and call. He has been super flexible with our schedule. Whenever we need him, we go to Google Calendar. We just book him and he does all the hard work. It's like so incredibly easy. That's why it's probably called Pretty Easy Podcast. So be heard and have some fun podcasting like us. Go to prettyeasypodcast.com today. 